Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 301. Whoa! Cool. <laughs> I'm Chris and joining me today are... Ames. Caitlin. And Jake. Oh, the hell's bells. <laughs> Jakey boy. <gasps> So I know last week I joked about having a, well, if this made it in the edit, I had joked about making a song intro based on David Bowie's Ashes to Ashes, but uh, fuck you, I'm lazy. This week we are looking at <laughs> Ashes to Ashes and Child's Play. First up, first. Woo. in Ashes to Ashes, uh, we see this alien lady puttering through space, and she's getting attacked, and she wards off the attack, and then is like, alien language, alien language, Voyager, alien language, and then she's all like, hello, Voyager, uh, could you, you know, hi, hello there, hi. And, what up, uh, it me. And the phone is somehow picked up by, I've already forgotten her name, oh, Mizzotti? Mazzotti, mm -hmm. the, the girl of the Borg babies, you know, instead of the transmission going to the bridge like it should. And she's all like, who the fuck are you? And the alien lady's like, gotta talk to, to Janeway. Why am I talking to a goddamn child? And then she accidentally hangs up the phone when trying to reach the, you know, forward button. And then Tuvok comes in with Seven, who's all like, the hell, you're not supposed to be in here. And then she's like, I was talking to the lady. And everyone's like, oh, God, she's seen pen pals. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Wear she was wearing the dress the other night. Yeah. And well, not pen pals. That's imaginary friend. Dang. Oh, yeah. Oh, ruined, well. the, ruined the joke. Yeah, it was, Still it's works. A, yeah. So <laughs> she has imaginary friends. <laughs> yeah. They call her back and she's like, hey, great. I got to talk to Janeway. And they patch her through and she talks to them. and She's like, I'm this long dead crew member of yours that we all totally know and love and remember. And Janeway's like, that seems unlikely. But they scan her. Well, they bring her aboard and scan her. And they're like, holy shit. Yeah, there's like human DNA bopping around in you. Because she'd been like, yeah, no, the Kobali you know, apparently have the worst procreation system in the universe. We've where they... seen, we've seen worse. <laughs> oh, fair. They take corpses, though, and turn them into them. And she escaped because she has her memories of her previous life, which apparently are normally mostly wiped out, so it's not an issue. And uh, she tries to reintegrate into Voyager, and turns out her and Harry were, were classmates at the Academy, and he, of course, had a thing for her but never told her. He was with her on the away mission where she died. She gets injections to start looking human again. She goes back to work, but people are weirded out by her. Like, this, of all things, is apparently the line too far for the crew of the Voyager. <laughs> you know, she slips into her alien language sometimes. Food doesn't taste right. But she's still insisting on staying on Voyager. And then her dad shows up and is like, come back to me and us. And she's like, I don't want to. But then she's like, actually, yes, I do. And Yeah. She goes, I don't I don't want to have to take the injections twice a day just to have hair. Hmm. It takes so long to get a high. Wait, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you know, I couldn't help but think the whole time of this episode that it like I, I really like the actress. I liked the, the character. Oh, yeah, I liked her a lot. She did a really good job. However, I feel like they missed an opportunity to make it the character from latent image. So, oh, that'd I've, be interesting. 
I've never seen this one, but I knew of it. And somehow I'd gotten into my into my head that it was her, so I was surprised when well, it wasn't. It's basically, it's basically the same thing. Dying right. on a way mission with Harry Kim. And yeah, yeah. 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 The, the motto here is "Don't go on shuttles with Harry." Yeah. I I almost wonder if maybe that had been their initial idea, and they couldn't get the actress or something. Maybe. Not that that and would then, have stopped then them. Could, then there could have been a great scene where the, when where they have to explain to the doctor who this person is. <laughs> and, his, <laughs> and his head just explodes. Yeah. Like malfunctioning Eddie in Futurama. Yes. But yeah, like, I don't know, maybe that would have been too much to make it the same character, but it feels like they already have a character in the series that would... Would have fit the bill, yeah. Yeah. Like, you've already had to make up one crew member we all knew and loved who died. You've done it again now. It's like... Yeah, "Mm." Yeah, and like, we saw the the space burial in latent image. Yeah. Mm. Can, uh, made sense. Just for the listeners at home, uh, what episode was Latent Image again? That's the one where Oh, the there listeners was, at home, of course, yes, of course. There was um, there was an away mission with the doctor. Was the doctor on the away mission or did he... Yes, was, he was. Yeah, okay. He was taking pictures. Yeah, he was taking pictures, that's right. The doctor, Harry Kim, and a crew member. And then there's an attack. They Harry Kim and the crew member get injured and then they go back to Voyager and the doctor has to can only has time to save one of them, and he chooses Harry Kim. Oh, right, and that's the one where they, like, erase his memory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, the can. doctor's malfunctioning again. Just wipe the part that's broken. <laughs> yeah. Which worked really well, if I recall correctly. Yeah, and the, It and worked the, for a while. I mean, and, the, and at the end of the episode, they decide, or he decides, rather, not to erase his memory, but to try to deal with the... Yeah. ...the pain. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I just feel I feel like inventing a whole new character for essentially the same story is uh, a bit excessive. But yeah, again, I wonder why I they mind. did it. Yeah, Chris might be right. Maybe they were planning to do that and just couldn't get the actor or something. Or even yeah. if they could have gotten maybe. I mean, I could see them just recasting her anyway, just because who's going to remember? But maybe right. they didn't and also she's to, a, she's an alien now, so yeah, maybe they didn't yeah, want to pay the original writer. Yeah, pay the writer. <laughs> like, oh, that's Lacarno. a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, once we do get to know Lindsay Ballard, it's like, oh man, I liked her immediately. Oh yeah, she was she, fun. She had this little sass. She made she made jokes about her own death, and I was like, I yeah. like you. <laughs> yeah, no, she was she was great. She made a joke to Janeway. The joke was, uh, so Janeway burns a pot roast, which was very cute. Somehow. Yeah, within the replicator, of course. This is a thing that happens, but it was funny. And Tuvok has been looking up ways to, you know, strengthen security against Kobali. Did that include your pot roast? That's a great joke. It was. It was. And just to keep myself sane, I'm telling myself the replicator malfunctioned. Yes. Because otherwise that's just so stupid. Also, it's a replicator. Just recycle it and do it again. <laughs> yeah, basically, it takes. Yeah, but five you seconds. know, uh, rations too, uh, too much power. Et well, that's why you recycle it, and that way it's you know it's the but same it's still... poop it was before. Well, that's the matter. That's not the energy. Yeah, good Wait. point. I'm sorry. The character, the Lindsay Ballard's Kobali name was what was it? Jet Leia. Yeah, it sounded a lot like. Oh no. Didn't she have a sister named Jadzia or Tadzia? Yeah. Well, the other thing is, is, wasn't the character from Latent Image Jital? Wasn't that her name? Oh, I think you might be right. Ensign Jital. That is mm. very possible. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, now her name sounds like Jetlag. 
It's yes. always very funny because, you know, next episode we'll, we can talk about how Voyager picked up something that it probably didn't plan, but picked up a plot thread and decided that they would continue it. Mm. Whilst they have opportunities to pick things up from the past all the time, and it's always weird which ones they choose. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But at least um, we got all that quality time with Seska. Yeah, everyone loves Seska. Now, I they do like Seska. She's fun. They could have brought her back. At, well, no, she's several decades behind them now, but yeah, that would have been funny. You're back again, and now you're someone else. Well, for that matter... She's still obsessed with Chakotay and his <laughs> baby seeds. Ballard catching up to the Voyager is another uh, mystery, because she's been dead oh, for, yeah. what, three years, they said? Yeah, they've already done some jumps. Yeah, so I feel yeah. like all of the big jumps that they've done have been in the last three years. Yeah, that's a good point. This... That's true. Well, maybe the Kobali have a lot of technology, because they have to be constantly searching for corpses. That's true, yeah. I said they should go back to um, the planet from Emanations, where they dump their cocoon people. There we go. When they oh, die. yeah. Could have or a ton could. of people for their population. Maybe they could resurrect somebody in an old pickup truck. Ooh. <laughs> or they could team up with the people from Coda because they just need the people while they're dying. And then the the, the Kobali <laughs> can just have the corpse when they're done. Oh god. Yeah. I got grim. No, no, it's an environmentally conscious. It's all it's all great. I was reading an article today actually about, you know, um environmental cemeteries. Oh. And how, what were you thinking I was going to say? Uh, I would, I thought you were about to say some government is unironically considering Soylent Green. Oh, no. Mm. Sadly, no. It sounds delicious. <laughs> Sadly, <Jesus>. no. <laughs> uh, but no, just how, you know, dumping, dumping, you know, your corpses wherever is terrible. Cremation is also environmentally terrible because of yeah. all the carbon that it gets released. Yep. So bitch. really, it makes the most sense just to put you in a bag, fuck embalming, god mm -hmm. damn it, what a waste, Oh yeah, and, le and let you be a tree. Yeah, yeah. When they actually do that, too, there's a, there's like, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like something pods. Yeah. That's my, that's yeah. my ideal post-mortem whatever disposal. If you filled a corpse's asshole with seeds with a miracle wow. grow <laughs> if if like a tree would grow out of your ass in death um well you get on that jake just jam a peach pit up there and just just circle a life me just take my body drop it in woods where there are known predators and like uh, scavenger predators specifically yeah, but here's the thing no like, but then they get so a much taste garbage. for your flesh We're, there's gonna be so much like microplastics and all kinds of shit inside of us when we mm. die that just we, we end up poisoning whatever ate us That's oh a good point. no all right uh, i don't know just drop my corpse off of a skyscraper and have it land on a tech billionaire there you go i <laughs> yeah. like that one that's the best Classic. one yet actually that brings up a good question because if this is how these people procreate i guess they can't whelp children or yeah, lay what, eggs what or happened? do the normal shit what happened to them that they've had I, to resort to this? Who knows? I mean, it's got, it's nice not knowing, but I was wondering to myself, like, okay, what are the other fucked up forms of reproduction that we've seen? Because there was the the people from Favorite Son mm -hmm. who have to lure you to their planet yep. and then fuck you to death. Yep, yep. They don't um, have to fuck you to death. If, That's just if, for funsies. What if the Kabali are actually just like parasites? That, like, because if they don't, birth humanoid things maybe they're like either non-corporeal 
Nate, you know, like, or they're just some kind of like. Oh, and they're just like possessing? Like a microorganism or something. So, so that in or like in order to have a functioning body, that this is what they do. How 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 far can their abilities go too? Like, if a Kabali dies of natural causes, can you just make a new Kabali out of that corpse? Or oh my god, does the corpse eventually just kind of run out of steam? Is it like multiplicity when they've made copies of copies of copies of Michael Keaton? And eventually, mm. it just kind of stops working. Needs yeah, more they, Michael. They Keaton. use it up. Yeah, I, I kind of like. Yeah, as much as it's not important to the story to really know it, it it is something that I'm curious about. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like again, I think uh, focusing on it would have been a mistake, right? Because that's really not the point. It's just an engine to tell this story. Um, but you inevitably end up thinking about it a little, and it's, sometimes you think about things, and you're like, this makes no sense. And other times you think about things, and you're like, there are logical ways it could have happened, and it leads to interesting questions, not just going, wait, what? And I think yeah. this is more the, one of the good ones where you're just kind of like, oh, maybe it's like, I actually, I kind of like Jake's idea. Maybe they started off as a parasite race, and they never kind of had a, a reproduction cycle that didn't involve hijacking yeah. Yeah. Or maybe Existing they needed to, to supplant their population with more people because there was some kind of a crisis or something. Yeah. They they did this to a bunch of corpses, but the corpses, when you reanimate them, are sterile. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, after this happens for too long... You run out of... we you There's no longer any sterile people, or there's no longer any fertile people, so we, we're stuck doing this in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, too. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, and like, it is interesting. I'm glad that it was her choice to go back because there's just, there's like, there's something, there is a violation happening. Even if it is a dead person, mm. yeah. the fact that they can retain their memories and personality from their you know, past, their past life. Yeah. That to me feels like a violation. Like, yeah, if it was, if you were literally just using them as a shell and it was a totally new consciousness with no connection to the, to the, to the corpses, then sure, fine. Yeah. You're a, you're a natural resource. Yeah. Yeah. But like like... necromancing uh, a dead person and then (laughs) forcing them to, to be your daughter just seems like a goddamn fucking violation of well, the highest order. And it does sound like the amount of what she retained is unusual and normally doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, as he's like, oh, the process usually wipes the memory. It's like, yeah, I would have thought dying wiped the memory, but okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's got to do with, like, how long they were dead. Maybe. Because, like, I feel, I feel like pretty soon after you die, your brain starts to decompose. Probably. So maybe she was just really fresh. Yeah, you put the, you put her. someone in those torpedoes and they're they're kept binty fresh for a little while. Yeah, mm. and like, and when they reanimated, there was still enough residual brain cells that that was able to retain the memories and personality, or most of the memories, because she did mm-hmm. seem to not remember some stuff. Like yeah, further further what bad her stuff. what her dad did. Yeah, her. I I would have. That's one thing. I overall I did quite like this, but I would have liked them to be dropping little things like that earlier. Mm. True. Like the fact that actually some of her earlier memories are gone. Like that kind of came a little out of nowhere. Like, don't you remember your dad? 
Oh, actually, no. It's like, hmm. Yeah, like, it's it like I nice almost wonder if we could have dropped the B plot. Oh, we totally could have oh, dropped yeah. the B plot. Yeah, that B plot. and, and that was dumb. had more more to do. The B plot, like, it's again that this was definitely a case of a B plot that you could have put in any episode and yeah. it wouldn't have mattered. Like, maybe they thought there was some kind of parallel, but there wasn't. I mean, I think the parallel was like parenting or yeah, something. And even then, that's a huge stretch because we yeah. barely even see what Corette there, the father. Yeah. And I think that uh, I actually, I mean, as much as I don't think it fit well in this episode, I did kind of enjoy how shitty a job Seven was doing at parenting children. Yeah. I'd say it wasn't necessarily a bad B plot, but. It did feel like it really didn't belong here. Yeah. I wish they'd saved it for a different episode. You probably could have merged it with the next one in some capacity. You probably mm. could. Although I think there will be too much for Seven to do in one episode. And I get, I get like, okay, we're doing something with mostly Harry and a person whom we've never met before. And we need to keep at least another character in the show hopefully seven because everyone loves seeing seven yeah. we can't we can't not have seven be a major figure in the episode that would be a crime yeah i do like that they're continuing to establish the borg children yeah. i had a very mm -hmm. cute note in one of my books uh that the script referred to them as dronelings which i think is <laughs> adorable i like that that is I cute like that. i um, still find the twins yeah, the, twin, the twins are creepy, and I mean, it at least they got a couple they, lines. Yeah, yeah but yeah. they're shocked. But they're terrible, so I prefer them not speaking, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I do think, I think the girl is the strongest, I probably. I like her. Yeah. Uh, oh, she's very good. You yeah. will never um, hear me say, I like this child actor, and, and I will say, I like this child actor. Yeah, I mean, it seems to me like she's a better version of Naomi Wildman in terms of, like, <laughs> we, need, we need a young, a young girl character. And I feel like they're sidelining uh, Naomi a bit here, which is fine. I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a big little girl adventure. The two of them will go and use don't. their various talents to save the ship or some oh, shit. God, I oh, hope wow. that. Don't manifest that into the universe. I know the show's already over. I was going to say, so it it's way exist. too late for me to manifest anything into the universe. It write it, write it for your fanfic. It already isn't. You, it, it's, it's out there now. It's somehow altered history. Yep. Oh, what is this episode we're doing next week? Uh, Naomi and Mazzotti's adventure. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Flotter too. This time Chris, it's personal. Crisscross <laughs> applesauce. Wonder what that's about. Is that uh, one of those hand games kids played? No, crisscross applesauce is what like certain people call sitting what we used to call. Oh yeah. So when I was growing up, it was called Indian style, which I yeah. know is not correct. Oh, I also my, know you incredibly racist person. No, also I they, cross, they, cross they called that for me too. Yeah, they cross did actually. Cross-legged, yeah. cross I believe. But yeah, I mean, I obviously wouldn't call it that now, but I couldn't think of cross-legged fast is enough. Like such a bizarre thing. Like you're telling me no one in Europe ever sat like that. Well, no, because <laughs> e everything. Uh, that's just how things were named back then. We I find know. the race, most racist way to name something, and that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nominated for an Emmy in makeup, and I thought, damn, yeah. they had because they had to do like progressive progression of the makeup for yeah. Ballard, and that yeah. was pretty impressive, actually. Yeah, yeah that no, was great. And the initial, I, I, liked I really the liked the, I liked the ears. Mm -hmm. The ears were fun, but I felt like it must have been really uncomfortable for whomever was wearing it. Oh, I probably, mean, it makes, yeah. It makes Almost me feel like true. their real ears must have been like really like suctioned down to their heads, mm. which feels uncomfortable. 
to me. I mean, they do that with a lot of aliens in Star Trek, though, where they'll have yeah. these, like little little holes for ears or something. Little doodle bobs. Yeah, really. Right. And Dorians are the ones that get off easy because they just <clears throat> add extras. Yeah. Boop. Nah, Vulcans get off. Vulcans get off easiest. Just ears and eyebrows. I don't even think they paint them. Well, well, like, if you want to talk about easiest, that would be the humans. <laughs> yeah, any any of the races that look identical to yeah. humans. Yeah, I say Bajorans also have it pretty easy. I think they, they have, of, of the of the aliens that yeah, do get one a prosthetic piece of latex yeah. on the nose. Actually, no, uh, Betazoids. Just black contact. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. See, that would, that would traumatize like the shit out of me. I, I wouldn't want, want to put anything in my goddamn eyes. Oh, I mean, how that, about a trill? That's just makeup. Yeah. Spots. Probably takes longer though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would I would not want contacts either. So I understand. Mm. But a lot of folks wouldn't mind. True. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. So uh uh Harry Kim gets his <laughs> Harry Kim wet. Ew. Um, so <laughs> that was good. Good for him. When uh when she's sitting at the foot of the bed and goes, They're coming, I went. Oh. Unla- at least somebody did tonight. Oh no. <sighs> oh, Harry. As unlucky in love as the doctor. I was gonna say. Yeah, this is another instance where it just doesn't doesn't work out. All the women in Harry's life turn out to be aliens. Yeah, when did he give up on on potentially pursuing Ballard to just settle for Libby? Oh, oh that's a yeah. good question. When he heard that they were both assigned to Voyager, question mark? Or I guess I th- he already knew, he must have already known the girl. I think the show forgot Libby existed. Probably for the I, best. Maybe Libby pursued him doggedly and finally yeah, he maybe just like, gave Yeah, maybe in. it was like a love triangle thing where Harry was into Lindsay, but... but but Lindsay was into Libby. Lindsay Libby was, was into, into Libby, Harry. but Libby was into to Harry and... It just never, the connections never happened. Look, I'm not going to lie. I forgot about Libby until you just brought her up. So I'm willing to bet the show did too. Because the timeline. That's okay. Libby forgot the fuck about Harry probably two weeks after he was gone. Libby forgot how to act. Yeah, Libby forgot Mm. about act. I I wonder if one of the many times we fucked with the timeline, we just erased Libby by accident. Let's go with that. And no one noticed. Literally no one. That, That can be the Star Trek version of a wizard did it. Yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. uh, we the timeline. <clears throat> yeah, there we go. Timeline. It was because of first contact. What? Shut up. <laughs> what? Shut up. That's what he says to our cat all the time. What? Shut up. Poor Harry. Not 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 doing well in the in the love department. No Although love. Par- no uh, promotions. He has apparently taken up saxophone. Yeah, that's cool. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up just to see if there was any information on, you know, how is that actually kind of because uh, I feel they they do look a bit alike. Yeah, they're both reed instruments. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're both woodwind. Well, but clarinets tends to be like the starter drug. Like I feel like every child in band learns clarinet. Yeah, I looked it up, and it's sort of like one is not inherently easier than the other, based on what I read. Like there are aspects of clarinet that are harder, sort of. Like, from the off, the clarinet's more complicated, but if you want specifically jazz saxophone, some of the techniques are more complicated than you would Mm. do for ordinary clarinet playing. There there are different ways that you have to hold the reed in your mouth, is my understanding about the thing that makes saxophone difficult. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, apparently, that's the thing that's harder with the clarinet, is the uh, way you have to hold the reed. 
I don't remember. Yeah, I was I, say, it's I been play, a very I long play, time I, since I, I played. I played saxophone for many years. And Did you? Yeah, I was going to say, playing the saxophone ain't that hard. You basically just blow. Um, and if there's one thing Harry Kim does, it's blow. Oh, <laughs> you like Harry. I know, I'm just kidding. I love Harry Kim. He's, um, just, he's just so easy to pick on. Was this, so I'm, I'm kind of getting Borgling stuff confused. Was this the one Drone where... Link. Yes, Drone Link. Was this the one where Mazzotti made the little Seven of Nine bust, or is that the next one? That is this one, yeah. Cause, okay. Because okay. she was expressing individuality, which, you know what, today is fine, but tomorrow if you do it again, <laughs> yeah. whippings. Yes. Ne- next, next week she makes the ant farm. Seven, it's, yeah, yeah. Se- seven has to loosen up a little. Yeah. Yeah, she'd like to, cute. but she can't fucking breathe in that outfit, so there's no loosening up for Seven. I was uh, joking that, like, the whole that the whole Seven being a hard-ass, like, you must conform, you must comply, make only geometric shapes, was just, like, a, a test to see <laughs> if the children had become individuals yet, and, and only, only Mizadi passed. I, the other children have not passed. I kind of wish that had been the point. That would have been a little more interesting. Mm. Uh, yeah, because I know we've brought up before, like, yes, we, we've seen Seven's character progression throughout the seasons we've had her. And I feel like she's past the point where, like, fun will now commence. It's like, you understand what fun is, right, Seven? Although I could also totally see her, like, suddenly being charged with four children, just kind of panicking and falling back on instinct. Mm. And unfortunately, her instinct is still kind of borgy. Yeah. Borgy. I did I mean, like to, uh, be, to be fair, like. Seven hasn't developed that much, to be honest. I mean, she, it depends on who's writing her, but I yeah, think Jerry, that's it. Jerry Ryan does her best to infuse more personality where she can. Yeah. Like, I think her, I, I really have to credit her for doing really good, subtle expressions. Mm. Mm. And I think you're seeing more of them and they're getting, you know, a little less subtle as time goes on. Like she's getting used to Seven's getting used to having emotions and expressing them. And no one has truly mastered the eyebrow, uh, unlike the not no one but Vulcans really have Mm. have shown us so much great eyebrow work as we get from Jerry Ryan. I don't know. There was McCoy, too. He was also great. Well, that's true. He was. She's also I mean, she's not working with a. You know, a full kit of eyebrows. True, she only, she only has the one. <laughs> it's true. Imagine uh, what she could do with both eyebrows. She'd rule the world. What about but the it, Rock when we met him the other week? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I think that's it's kind of it. It depends on who's writing her that week, how far she's come on paper. And Jerry Ryan has to kind of do as much heavy lifting as she can within the constraints of what she's mm. given to do and say. Yeah, yeah. Now, the like, real question is how far Harry Kim has come on paper. God damn it, Jake. Uh, one time he got it about two and a half feet. <laughs> but there was a, so during the scene, though, I think, uh, Caitlin, you had a great line. Oh. Which scene? Uh, Which scene? Sorry, the children doing their art at the end. Okay. <laughs> where Ekeb is like, oh, aren't you going to punish her? Echeb, damn it. Echeb. Uh, it's like, aren't you going to punish her for not doing the assignment? And you remember what you said, Caitlin? Uh, I think I said, no, she's my favorite. No, oh, uh, no, I said, no, she's, I said, no, she's played to my vanity. So sat- she, yes. she has satisfied my vanity, satisfied my, satisfied my vanity. So she does not get punished today. I like that. Cute. And yes, but that bust was terrible. Like she's eight. Yeah. What do you want? She's a kid I, for Christ's sake. It's better than I would have done at that age. Same. Just better than I would do at this age. Never mind yeah, that that's a good age. Point. You told me to fucking try to make Jerry Ryan's face. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, of course it's you. It's got the eye thing. Like, yes, that's the only indication it's you, but still, it's there. 
which was literally what you said. And then the little girl was yeah, like, no, look, it's your ocular, whatever the fuck. Yeah. And here's your nose. Yes. <laughs> Got your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the hair was pretty close, actually. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah, I guess when it the was, Borgs, yeah. When the Borgs say, got your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I've assimilated your nose. Fuck. Oh, you know what was you know what was annoying? This episode didn't make our dream sequences list because I didn't realize it was a dream oh, sequence in yeah. this one. That and was I actually dumb. I actually didn't hate the dream sequence. It you was, are unpredictable. It was logical. It was a logical dream sequence. It was yes. a stress dream sequence. Yeah, but it was just still just so on the nose. They all, yeah, they're all on the nose. It's the ones that try to like make things represent shit that I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> Yeah, well, you see, Data, there's a crow in your dreams. <laughs> I just want to say that I take umbrage at how fucking ridiculous the other two people in engineering were behaving about her. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my God. She looks weird and speaks in a different language. What the fuck, dude? That's your whole crew. Like, what yeah, are you talking like, about? Like, we were talking about that. I was like, this is the line for these people. Like, what have you never... Do you ever serve with a trill? Those fuckers talk about their many personalities sometimes. That would really freak you out. Poor bitch is just trying to get it together, and they're like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, and she figured out that engineering problem because she had the knowledge from, from the Kobali. That's why they were actually being such jerk-offs, because they yeah. couldn't figure it out. They were they, mad. Yeah. They're like, oh, teacher's pet. Yeah, they're made to look bad. Jerks. Yeah, I me. actually thought the, the linguistics were pretty good. The sound was, was nice. It flowed yeah. really nicely. Mm -hmm. It did. It did. The actress did a good job just kind of going back and forth between them in a yeah. natural sounding way. That And her Kabali pigeon English. Yeah. That was funny, though, during the opening where she's like, alien language, alien language, Voyager, alien language. Because it's like, I remember doing language labs in high school. Hmm. And uh, the, the book we used, when it was letting us know, I took German and it would tell us about like the relative size of German states. And uh, they would always compare it to something American because... Uh -huh. You know, so it'd be like, oh, Visro goes asked and then Rhode Island or some other American <laughs> city Nobody or state. Nobody knows what size Rhode Island is. You oh, gotta, yeah, yeah. You gotta measure it by Texas or nothing. It's the only or, thing we understand. Or football understand. fields. Yeah, as I say, the football field is a unit of measure yeah. for Americans. But it was always like, you know, the sentence all in German, proper German accent. And then like it was like a different actor was brought in to just say the name of the state in the most twangy American way they could. And it made me think of that when she's like, Voyager. Didn't she at some point say Chicote as well? Or did I make that up? I don't remember. I don't I don't know if I caught it. OK, I could be wrong. But when she was speaking, was it Kabali? I thought one of the first non Kabali words she said was Chicote. And then a few minutes later, she said Voyager. But I could be wrong. Yeah, it could just be one of the fake words sounded like it. Who knows? That's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she had. I'd say we should go back, but I'm not going to remember. No. So. <laughs> Maybe when I'm editing this, I'll go back and do it. <laughs> nah. Probably not. You won't. <laughs> but that's okay. It's not worth it. Yeah. The last thing on my list is I kind of like that Ballard had that bucket list of stuff that she created. Yeah. Well, sort of the reverse bucket list in a way. Yeah. An unbucket list. It reminded me a little bit of Leffler's Laws. Ditto. Which was annoying. Oh. Oh, I forgot Le about Leffler's Laws. Leffler, what's Leffler's That's Laws? That's when uh, Ashley Judd was uh, on in the game. TN I think, TNG, right? yeah, the game, and she's hanging out with Wesley, and, and he clearly wants to bone. Yeah, but she has all these rules, Leffler's Laws, that she keeps citing. It's like the rules of acquisition, but for losers. 
<laughs> I like that you think the rules of acquisition are for winners. <laughs> I mean, that they're the rules that you need to become a winner. Mm, they're working great for Quark. Mm. That's because he keeps breaking them. That's true. He just doesn't have the lobes for business. I mean, there's no reason to blame the, the rules of acquisition for that. I do like that she was, uh, we, we don't really get to see it much, but I like finding out that she's a little less uh, prim and proper than Harry. Bit messy, oh, bad yeah. at being on time. I did just love- throws her crap everywhere. I love that. It's like, here's your skates that I preserved for you. Hey, this is so great. Thank you. Fling! <laughs> but then you're like, oh, that's what she would have done regardless. Like that, honestly, if anything, it would have been a sign of disrespect from her if she very carefully put them somewhere. Yeah, I was about, like, when I saw that, I was about to be like, really? She's going to have, like, a pair of ice skates that she brings with her on the ship? And then I remembered Picard's saddle. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, there's a long history of bringing extraneous sports equipment with you. Poor yeah, one out a, for He's space. a captain. You have to earn that. Poor one out for poor what's his name? Argyle? No. Oh. The, we, God, we talked about him a few weeks. Yeah. Hutch, yeah. Good old The Hutch, Hutch episode. God, I've already forgot. We brought him up, like, Two weeks ago, and I forgot his name again, the poor fucker. Rip Hutch. Did she take her skates with her when she left at the end? I don't know. Did she take she anything with her? What did she take with her? A <clears> smile? <throat> There's no ice skating on her gray paste planet. She could introduce it. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it, but maybe she wants to totally uh, remove any reminder of humanity. I bet you her people want her to remove reminders mm. of her rema- uh, humanity. Hmm. Like she brings up to to Corette, hey, what about these things? They they work on ice, and he'd be like, you get that those demon shoes out of here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was um, it's weird. There's there was like you know, we say it doesn't. It's uh, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was there was I guess essence of suddenly human here as well. Oh, with bit. Jono? With Jono. Okay, I, yeah, I didn't think of that before, but all right. Yes, but I didn't want to shove uh, Ballard into a torpedo tube. That's with, fair. Without a spacesuit and launch her into a sun. Well, there's also the sequel to Suddenly Human, Suddenly Cardassian, the one from DS9 where the where the kid is a Cardassian but was raised by Bajorans. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. I thought I recognized the father. I did not. This is his only Star no, Trek I thought, I th- Yeah, I th- he kind of... You know who he, he reminded me of a little bit in only only in the dream sequence. I don't once he came on screen it wasn't right, but in the dream sequence like, "Oh, I briefly thought is that the the actor that played Maritza in yeah, Duet?" Yeah, that's that's probably what it is. That's kind of who he looks like. He kind of looks it. like him, but he doesn't oh. have the the voice. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. Speaking of familiar faces, oh, we yeah. don't have one in Child's play. We sort of do. We have the son of one. Oh, which yes, is we do. Very appropriate. Yeah. Uh, He's yes, in all kinds of things. He is. But yes, in Child's Play, we open up on Picard Day. On I mean, the first annual Voyager Science Fair. And the kids did science and whatever. The ranch anyway, just came up all weird. Yes. And uh, Seven is bragging, especially about her favorite, Echeb. Oh, it's got to be Mazzotti. Eat fuck Echeb. <laughs> yeah, but Echeb is the most sciency, and she appreciates That's that. That's true. She, she, he's like he's like Wesley, but with more more brooding somehow. More brooding and equally ugly sweaters. Yeah. Um, and she's like, he's so clever. He wants to work with mom. I mean, me in in the astrometrics lab. And Janeway is like, yeah, well, tough shit. We found his parents, and he's going home. And Seven is sad about this, and they go home. 
And he's like, I don't want to go back to that shitty planet where they're like barely surviving because they get attacked by the Borg constantly because they're right near a goddamn transwarp conduit. And even though they have space travel, they stay on their shitty little farm world. But then they give him dinner and some baseball. And he's like, actually, it could be fun. And he, you know, decides to stay. But then Mazzotti is all like, oh, yeah, you know, she mentioned something that contradicts the story Icheb's father had told about how he was assimilated. And Seven's like, well, that's weird. And they work out there's some inconsistencies, some stuff doesn't make sense. And surprise, turns out Icheb was actually genetically engineered to produce the very, the, what did they call it? Not parasite. Uh, pathogen. Pathogen, yeah, thank yeah. you. That had actually wiped out the cube we found him and the other dronelings on. And it was a ticking time bomb, this kid. Yep, and they were just going to send him right back. And the Voyager, of course, saves him in the nick of time and everyone's happy. Man, uh, they could have gotten a twofer out of this kid. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, this all ties into Seven had objected a lot at first. She's like, these people are idiots. They're putting their own goals above, you know, the safety of their children. And Janeway tries to pull this whole, like, oh, aren't I clever psychology move on. It's like, is it about his parents or yours? And she's like, fucking both. And True. Jane was like, good for her. Yeah. And Jane was like, I, uh, oh, oh, shit. You you weren't supposed to admit that <laughs> you were supposed yeah. to be chagrined. <laughs> yeah, but Seven is honest. She's not going to cover that up. She's like, yeah, my parents are fucked up, too. Yeah. That's why yeah. I want to protect each of from his shitty parents. But also Seven's a liar. <gasps> Tell us more. Because and I'm done with the summary now, so. Uh, oh, OK, good. Because that was pretty much it. She, when she's trying to convince him to, to meet his parents, she's all like, well, you know, after I was assimilated, I never saw my parents again. It's like, you saw Ugg working for the Queen in that one episode for a minute. That's well, true. I, I did see I, him. I, I kind of was... took that to mean I never saw my parents as my parents again. Yeah, I know, but I just wanted yeah. to bring up that she did see him and has the satisfaction of knowing he was blown up for being a bad father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I guess, like... In the contest of who's the worst parent, is oh, that's it... gonna that's gonna be our blogtivity today. Well, sure, so, but so is yeah, it... tease us now, Jake. Is it is it Mister Hansen or Mister Icheb? Because Mister Hansen uh, and Mama that ma- was more mama, negligence than pa- anything. Papa and Mama Hansen, yeah, they just kind of were idiots. They weren't <laughs> malicious idiots. But Icheb's parents are like actively let's sacrifice our son to the Borg. Let's create a son specifically to sacrifice to the Borg because they knew, okay, the way we can do this is if we pro if we find a if we have a baby and program it from birth in utero, I don't know how far back it had to go for it to work, but like they knew engineers, so they knew all along this is the baby we're going to send to the Borg. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I did appreciate that they kind of flicked, flipped the uh, script a little in that when the time came to resend him, like normally the stereotype is the father would be the one who's cold about it and the mother would be like, wait, no. But this time they're like, no, nah, the mother's the one who's like, no, we know what this is for. And he's like, oh, I don't want it. Well, we had a chance to have the actual son again. <laughs> yeah. He's so good at playing to go throw Paula. the football. Yeah. The Paula ball. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, and as I sort of alluded to in the intro, the the father there is uh, Mark Shepard, I believe. Yeah, Mark yeah. Shepard, who is the son of uh, of Morgan Morgan she- W Morgan Shepard. I think. Yeah. Anyway, Data's grandfather slash the psychic whale hunter from a few seasons yeah. back. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ira Graves. We love yeah. him. 
Yep. So I was He's like, a oh, psycho. Yeah. I have to say, like, like, and like, Mark Shepard has been in so, so many much. things. I mean, we saw, we saw him back. We talked about him in uh, Firefly. Firefly. But yeah, he's he's in all kinds of things. Why didn't they just let him use his natural accent in this? Because it was it was very distracting. Because he's not great at the American accent. I didn't think. I, I, what what kept, is he really? British. He's got like a British accent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the shepherds are British. And he's got a good voice like his father, right? Like they both have that kind of that kind of raspy, I don't know, like the John Hurt voice. It's funny because when we see him on Battlestar Galactica, which I don't think you guys are this far into Battlestar Galactica yet, but he's a we fun character on BSG. Yeah. I, I just I just think of his accent as just kind of space accent. <laughs> mm. like whatever the hell Deanna Troy does. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, there's definitely at least one or two moments where he slipped a little and you could hear it coming through. But overall, I think he did well. I've never seen him without facial hair. So it was really odd. Um, I think he was clean shaven in his appearance in Doctor Who. Not even a little bit? I don't think so. Because he, he was supposed to be like... Did he have a hat? Oh, he was the businessman in that, right? No, he was the FBI agent back in Matt Smith's second season. Oh, I don't know then. I don't remember. And of course, I think, Ames, you've seen some Doom Patrol, right? Doom Patrol, yeah. yeah. He's, he's in Doom Patrol. Which yeah, one is he in Doom Patrol? He's the sorcerer. Right, yes, yes, that's he's fun. He's great in that. Yeah, no, he's terrific. He shows up and, yeah, like you said, he's... Yeah, he's, just, he's one of the... He's a, he's a that guy, for sure. And it's, it seems to often be genre television. Yeah. yeah, and he often just plays, like, a fucking weirdo. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Which I appreciate. Yeah. But yeah, he was good in this. Yeah, yeah, the I like, was... the, like the the eating the food and learning. Oh yeah, my the food is pretty good. I like this. Yeah, he did a good job of kind of having this moment of like you could see him kind of remembering it. Yeah, the mother was kind of familiar, but I forgot to look her up. Have we seen her before? Or I don't know. I wasn't. I, I wasn't so. super impressed by her until she turned stone cold evil at the end, and then I nice. was like, oh no, here you are. Yeah. <laughs> there's your there's your real character. That's better. The only problem is the uh, episode description on Paramount Plus kind of spoiled the twist for me, so I oh, didn't dang. get to experience, it's gonna be, experience that's it properly. In, in how, at, at what point do you realize, oh no, Lucan and uh, Yifei do suck? I mean, I guess I probably would have realized something was up because I know he doesn't leave. Yeah. So some, something would have had to have gone wrong for, for this. But it could have been another Borg attack. Yeah. Not true. necessarily they turn out to be the worst. Yeah, I did. Uh, I enjoyed the you know the the matte painting that they used for the background on their home world. Oh, the on waterfall destroyed the, home yeah, world. Well, just like the whole thing, like you can see the city. Like, oh that yeah, they, that they used to be a you know a, a sophisticated, technologically advanced society, and now they're just an agrarian. Like this is the best they can do. Yeah, guys, move. Yeah, seriously. You no, it's, have- it's it's a great parallel. I really like appreciated the the parallel that when I think they bring up to to the parents like, oh yeah, he was looking into wormhole technology because mm. Voyager wants to get home, and the parents are like, why, why when they can live wherever they want, like they're trying to ask us to do, you know, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, it's because home is meaningful to people. It's where the heart is. I, I mean. Where your rump rests. It's one thing to, for home to be meaningful to you when you live in fucking utopia. It's another when you're like literally parked next to a Borg off ramp. Yeah, like, but that is huh? their home. People are very like we saw this in Progress in Deep Space Nine with uh, 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 Kira's friend whose name is gone now. Oh, uh, the guy with the hut. Yeah, the guy with the hut that she set on fucking fire. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I do get it. But at the same time, I'm like, at some point, like, oh, boy. 
I, I'm with I'm 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 with seven on this one. It's like it just outweighs like it's the fucking Borg. <laughs> They're coming by every couple of years. Like, yeah. How many sons do you think they've sacrificed? Like, is he the first one? Oh, in a new program or like, have they done this a bunch? That's mm. a, an interesting, interesting question. question. Yeah. yeah. What does the rest of their little their little village there think of this? Because, you know, they see each of his back and it's like, oh, yeah, come play ball with us. When is it? When is he leaving? That's the thing. I kind of now wonder. Like, were they? I'm willing to bet a lot of them were in on it. Like, because mm. they got the call, they knew Voyager was coming, and they all probably had like a meeting, town meeting, you know, Simpson style. Let's get our story straight yeah. before they get here. It's like uh, that's why this kid who he like doesn't know is like, hey, Echeb, old buddy, who you don't, you know, I promise we're old friends. Let's go play ball together, so I can convince you to stay, and then get reweaponized. What was that? Come and mm. stay. It reminds me of the story of the little dog Leica that the Russians shot into space. The day before they did that, they the the head scientist on the project took her home to like spend Aww. time with his family. Oh Christ! Sweet yeah, puppy. poor thing. Yep, she got to have one day of not whatever, and then. Oh God, I didn't know that part. Oh hey, you're welcome. Is it is it sadder knowing that, or would it have been sadder if that had never happened? I don't know. It's just all I, sad. Either way, it's terrible. I but. only just found out. I need time to process. Sorry. There is a, there is a list um, from, a, from a National Geographic I read recently of just all the animals that have been in space and which ones survived. None of them. No, a lot of them did. Really? I think it's, basically all it's... the monkeys, because by the time they were sending like chimps into space, they knew how to get them to come back. Ugh. But for, I, yeah. for one, welcome our new ant overlords. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Got I see, yeah, lots of animals up there. According to this article, it's fucking hilarious. There are tardigrades on the moon because Israel sent us something up there that crashed into the moon. So it's like, oh, well, they just, they're just there now, I guess. Great. Good job, tardigrades. It's, it's good to know that after the human race has wiped itself out sooner probably than later, that in like... A couple of millennia, there's going to be a tardigrade descendant species living on the moon, looking down on Earth, telling tales of the fools that lived there. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I'll also, uh, I, I think I, I told I only told Jake this before, but uh, there's only been one country to send a cat into space. And it's not who you would think it is. The Give Egyptians. <laughs> uh, oh, Sadly, no. <sighs> who else has space programs? Yeah, I didn't even know this country did anything. It did much with space at all. Oh, so I'm because I'm so thinking it's like not, there's, it's not us then. There's us, Russia, China. Uh, I mean, a ton of people send satellites, but as far as yeah, I got nothing. It's France. Huh? They sent a kitty up in some kind of little little enclosure, and the kitty came back. Oh, good. Oh, that's but, good. But France does have a pretty major space program. Though, well, they, I haven't learned anything about it. The, uh, <laughs> this came up the, out of nowhere. Were, they were the country that launched the Webb telescope. Oh. Yeah, like, I, again, that's another one where it's like, I think if you told me they had some, like, you know, satellites and things like that, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I, I didn't realize they'd ever done anything with, with living living creatures. I'm, of course, now inevitably picturing the cat as having a beret and one of those little striped turtlenecks <laughs> and a cigarette. Just holding a baguette. Yeah, as yeah, a yeah. side note, can you imagine how pissed that fucking cat was when it got home? <laughs> right? I, I, like, I like to picture them, you know, taking it out of the return pod and it's just immediately like like a, an old Warner Brothers cartoon. They just turn to a cloud of dust and rage on the yeah. scientist's head. <laughs> and then 
Yep. And the scientist going, we, oui, I deserved that. And then he lights a cigarette. <laughs> he lights two cigarettes and hand one to the cat. Yes. <laughs> Smoke <laughs> up, Fluffy. <laughs> Le meow. Le meow. Yeah. What else about this? Oh, I like the, the doctor's little scene with Icheb when he's oh, yeah. se- getting ready to send him down. Oh, you've assimilated butterflies. Yeah. Mm. That's why you feel funny. I thought that was cute. Yeah, it was, it was weird cute. watching him try to have, like, bedside manner and actually kind of doing okay. Well, he's going to have to learn to, like, deal with children now that there's a whole bunch of them on board. Yeah, more than just Naomi, who, I don't know, you can kind of be weirdly adult around and she's okay with it. Yeah, she's too precocious. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you can be fairly adult around the, the dronelings because they've assimilated stuff like this, so they understand. Oh, yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the yeah, you don't have to dumb shit down for them. True. Yeah, they're probably some of them. A couple of them are probably smarter than most of the other people on Voyager. So. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, could, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Say, considering their their science fair projects, um, especially each right? You know, building a revolutionizing their scanning systems. Yeah. Like that's uh, that's impressive. What the hell did the creepy twins make? I've already forgotten. Uh, they cloned a potato because when they asked if they could clone Naomi, they were told no. That's right. I remember thinking, like, of course the creepy twins wanted yes, to cloning. They, they would, the fucking creeps. <laughs> Seriously, they, they continue to just be so unsettling. I'm just, like, waiting for them to try to go all fucking serial killer on Voyager. I also, I, I enjoyed that, um, that Mizadi's, uh ant farm was a cube. Mm, yeah. Oh, that is good. But then it's just, it's funny, is they kind of joke about how Borg-like it is. It's just like, I like bugs. Which yeah. seems like, yeah, it's a kid thing. Some kids really like bugs. Yeah. I didn't, but that's because I'm normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she that's... also expresses at some point, you know, will we have to, will we also go and find my parents? Mm. And Seven's like, we, if if they come up, yeah, I mean, we're not going to go too far out of our way or anything, because, you know, <laughs> god damn it. And she says she wishes that we don't find them. That's yeah. like, damn. She is the best kid. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing, like, with all of the others, there's just as much of a chance their parents were caught up when they were. True. You know, like, it, it, finding finding Echebs could easily be the exception, because he was right. weaponized and launched. Well, plus, actually, she must have been, like, an infant when they got Echeb, because I feel like, or, like, or rather, she she must have been an infant when they got her, because she's only like eight now, but she seems to have been there before Echeb, mm-hmm. and yeah. they were impressed by how much Echeb had grown, and we know that the, like, whatever, growth tubes, whatever they're called. Maturation chambers. Thanks, that. they know. We know that those work quickly, so she probably doesn't remember her parents at all, and they probably wouldn't be any, like, getting those memories back either. Like, yeah. Echeb didn't remember until he sort of did, but... Yeah, there, there was some but stuff there would to come. Be nothing, there would be nothing to come back for her, probably. Yeah, her earliest memories are being in a tube with a hat. <laughs> little Borg baby hat. Baby Borg, baby Borg. Speaking of bit Borg baby, still no sign of Borg baby. No, they already found his parents. I, I, the, he's the other exception. Yeah, or at least his people. Yeah. Or her people? I think it was a girl baby. A girl I don't remember, like... but let's go with that, yeah. Either yeah, way, they, they found... They, they found the people... They accepted a, a Borg baby. Yeah. No, they, here's what they did. They they were flying through space and they came across a a traitor. And, and that they were like, here, why don't you take this child back to its parents? And the traitor's like, okay, fine. I'll make that my mission. 
traitor to be played by Pedro Pascal. Yes, good. <laughs> That's all he does now. He's he just, so good at it. He <laughs> just does escort missions with, with small children. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of want that show. <laughs> I did see, like, fan art of, of like, the Mandalorian in Star Trek, but he had, like, a tiny Vulcan in the bag instead of a baby Yoda. Oh, yeah, because of the ears. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Could be a little Ferengi. That'd be cute. Yeah. I was just thinking that someone could have sold the sold the baby Borg to Quark, and that then he would have gifted it to some other Borg that he knows, like, yeah. I don't know, this was in some freighter I bought. Uh, give, it, give it to Hugh. <laughs> someone <laughs> left a baby. Tries to sell it to Picard, or someone left it. Yeah. Actually, yeah, the uh, somebody should have told the um, Br- Brunali people. Oh, each of his people. Each of his people yeah, about yeah. Uh, about the geometric paradox that oh. Picard that Picard was going to use to destroy the Borg. Yeah, mm. that they were going to put in Hugh until Hugh was adorable, and they decided not to. It is funny, you know, a bunch of people being like, "Let's just weaponize the process of assimilation." Because uh, didn't somebody else try to do that a few seasons ago? They were, they like found that yeah the device people yeah that was fucking up seven yep yep so it, it's a pretty common idea apparently it never works because if it ever did there wouldn't be any more Borg well it well, worked on one the cube Bo- the Borg they adapt like that's yeah. their whole mm-hmm. thing so every time you do try something like that you're just making them stronger well I think what it is too is people underestimate the fact the Borg will just cut that cube off to save the collective. They will. Yeah. There's no, like, ethical dilemma. It's just like, this This cube is compromised. Fucking turn it off. Throw it in with sun. Next. We give no fucks. <laughs> They're like, but it's a bunch of children. We literally don't give a fuck. We're the Borg. Goodbye. We, we will find more. We always do. You know how you know how last episode those people procreated by stealing corpses? We kind of do the same thing. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine if the Borg could assimilate and revive corpses. Oh, God. Well, just have uh, the the Kobali do it and then just assimilate them. <laughs> yeah, last yes. little little joke I made that that I thought was silly. Uh, so, you know, the, the Brunali are basically saying, like, you know, our, our biggest weapon, our biggest resource we can use against the Borg is how we love genetic modificating, mo- modifications of things. And I said, ah, yes, the only resource we have, potatoes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, God evil bastards but yeah so it seems our, our theme of the week is parents just don't understand <laughs> insert fresh prince lyrics yes here. which means that our blogtivity of the week is also going to be on parents and i realize oh crap there's a lot of freaking parents that i want to bring up this week so we're gonna do we're gonna cut this in half so this week we're just gonna do like older Trek parents, and next week we can do the way more spoiler-heavy stuff of any of the newer stuff. Yep. Uh, so, off the bat, I think our first major Trek parent-child relationship, the first one we're shown, is immediately strained Spock and his dad. Yeah. And his mom, but he gets but on mom, with her. his mom, Amanda's great. Yeah, and they seem to get on well enough, but still, I, I do appreciate that. Right away, Trek is setting the tone. People and their parents just in this universe, just just buttheads constantly. Yeah. Although they're somewhat friendlier by the end of the episode. And well, they kind of yeah they they reconcile a little bit. Yeah. But like that, but that relationship remains strained for the rest ever. of their lives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like we find out in Sarek, I think that they still never quite. We find out in 
What's the one where Spock tries to Re- reunify? Reunification. Reunification. Duh. What's the one where he tries to reunify Romulus? Oh, right. Reunification. They they haven't spoken in many years. They never melded. Yeah. Which apparently is a thing that people do on Vulcan with yep. family. Yeah. So yeah. they never, they never doesn't quite. That, I don't mean to make it gross, but like, doesn't that basically mean like if you meld with your parents, you could theoretically remember your conception? They're Vulcans and they think they think that's logical. That's yeah. gross. But also that's assuming, like, how well do you actually remember every time you fucked, you know? Well, if you only fuck once every seven years, Touché. you probably remember them. Yeah. But also, didn't I forget how canon this is, but I thought Amanda also needed to, like, do a, like, a artificial conception thing, like a... That was never actually said in any of the shows. It was something Roddenberry said once in an oh, interview. Okay, like, okay. that was kind of the idea, but they never got around to saying it, so... Yeah, because how, how well do Vulcans and humans match up? Yeah. He's like, honey, I'm on Ponfar. And she's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> he would well, wait they ma- until... They must match up pretty well, because Sarah keeps finding women willing to marry him. Well, I mean, they match up physically, but genetically. Well, that's what I, I meant, physically. Yeah. But yeah, so right off the bat, though, we're, you know, Spock and Sarah. Again, Spock and Amanda, much better relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what's our next one? Then our next one would be, what, Kirk and David? Well, if you're not counting some of the little one-offs from TOS. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Trelane's parents uh, are not very good at supervising their boy. Takes them a while to realize he's breaking windows. Yeah. Abusing his toys. Uh, There are also a couple little ones in TOS. It's like that that fucking woman, Aline, from Friday's Child, who's pregnant. And she's like, (laughs) I have whelped the child. Let's kill it. It's like, Aline, no. (laughs) Stop it. Wow, she would totally dig Icheb's parents. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, about the the Horda? Horda's oh, yeah. Yeah. the best parent. Yes. That's the same. A good Trek parent. <laughs> she's the exception to the rule. She's a yeah. great mommy. She is. And uh, uh, what like about her. what about Shakespeare dad? Oh, oh, yeah, from, oh uh, yeah. And creepy yeah. daughter. See, so here's the uh, thing. As a as a person, he's probably a monster. As definitely. a dad, he seems to have done he I don't know, his daughter, his he, daughter turns into a murdered psycho and wants to kill everybody. She, because she loves him so much. Because she found out his dark secret and it drove her mad. Yeah, but that's the thing. She is quite mad. What um, was his dark secret again? That he that was a space Hitler. Yeah, oh, he's space right, Hitler. Right, right. Well, I forgot not, about that. I mean, it does sound like he probably picked people at random in theory, but still genocide lots of genocide so whatever hitler would be like if he was not as organized and also in space <laughs> yes of. yeah what the hell's your name lenore i think yeah lenore caridian uh and lenore yeah yeah and the other one i thought of uh or i saw a lot of list that i went through was the guy from the mark of gideon hoden who was just gonna let his daughter get all of kirk's diseases and oh die. yeah yeah it's like, you're going to be our typhoid Mary, honey. And she's like, okay. And she's like, wow, that's that's Echab's parents kind of a little again. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, a bunch of not great parents. What yeah, about, what, a, uh, well, what what about, about uh, Apollo, what about, who is parent to all? Uh, what about Finney's uh, daughter? Oh, her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sailor Mer- Mercury there. Jamie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jamie, named after James Kirk. That's right. Yeah. yeah I forgot about that. They were such that. good friends before Kirk ejected him. Yep. Yeah, she, she was very mad at him when she thought he'd done that. Understandably. Yeah. Un- understandably. But they seem to have an okay relationship, despite the fact that Finney was a bitter, embittered piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but he was embittered about something that wasn't his daughter. He can still love the daughter and still no, hate exactly, her. Exactly, yes. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, yeah, the relationship was fine, I think. Yeah, he, he kept his, you know, work bitterness at work and was happy at home. We never saw Mrs. Finney, did we? Not that I'm I don't aware think so. of. There was any the mention of her? She, like, don't know what the deal was with her. I don't remember. Maybe that's why Finney really hated Kirk. Maybe he was banging her, banging his wife. I'd buy that. Um, I don't. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, I don't either. I no, just... yeah, this is pre-drift Kirk. But yeah, we get, um, yeah, and then in the movies, yeah, I think that our next big relationship yeah. is probably David and, and Kirk and, and, and Carol and David for that matter. Yep. That. Yeah. As far as I can tell, Carol and David have a really nice relationship. You know, he's yeah. following in her footsteps. It seems like he's willingly following in her footsteps. It's not yeah. just, this is the family business and you will do what I say. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't really put much, much against Kirk, against uh, James Kirk for not being a part of his son's life because Carol told him not to. Yeah. Specifically said, fuck off, Starfleet. Don't let him know that you're his. Yeah. I can't remember, which is astounding to see how many times I've seen that fucking movie. But did he know Kirk was his old man? Or was it revealed to him in that film? I can't remember. I think I think he did know. Okay. But I think he'd been like, to- yeah, he was led to believe that Kirk was a bigger piece of shit than he actually is. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, right, yeah. Like, which, is, which is like kind of the one way that Carol is not a great mother. That's a good point, yeah. Like, and say we'll talk what you about will, that next, but... Talk about the same thing next week, too. Mm. Yeah, I just... Because my parents were like that, honestly. Like, they talked shit about each other constantly. And it's not just because I grew up with it. It's just because that's just not a thing to do. Like, I feel like you have to kind of try to... Unless you're, like, your ex is actually some kind of horrific monster that did something really awful. Just, like, not liking them or whatever isn't a great reason to be like, yep, let me tell you all this shit. Yeah. I don't know. A- asking asking adults to act like adults during a divorce is asking for a lot, apparently. No, mm. yeah, you're right. Mm. But of course, they don't really get to pursue it much because David's dead by the next film. Yeah. And it was such a big deal to, to, to Kirk by the by six. Yeah. Like, how could I trust a Klingon when they killed my boy who I met once? Yeah. Well, What's you know, no, knowing that that was taken from him could lead to bitterness yeah. over the years. Oh, but speaking yeah. of six, uh, we also have uh, Gorkon, father of Azitbur. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and we find out Klingons don't have tear ducts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was probably a good dad in Klingon yeah. terms. He seemed to train her pretty well, especially in the Klingon way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, we did we did get a little bit more of uh, Spock and his parents in the movies. Yeah. Was there anything else in those? I don't think that's so. All, that's all I wrote down. Oh, George and Gracie. Great parents. <gasps> uh, also great yeah. parents. Yeah. So far, all the good parents are the non-humanoid ones. Agreed. Yep. Uh, oh, well, I mean, I guess the humans were the parents of, uh, or one half the parents of V'ger. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a stretch. V- yeah, just- V'ger, V'ger is, I don't know if it's even a, a, a child. I think it's just a merging of shit. Yeah, it's it's complicated. So, right, so let's jump to TNG then, where there's just a fucking, like, everyone's whelping things. Oh, yeah. I mean, right off the bat, we've got Bev and Wesley. Yeah. Bev seems like a good enough mom. Well, it's, I mean, fuck, it's all the writers treated her as for most of the show. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunately. <laughs> you are mommy. And we get uh, Loxana. We do. Is she a good mom, though? <laughs> no, I don't think she's a great mom. She's a great character. She's, she's definitely on our favorite characters list, but as, as a mom, like, honey... 
Let, don't, don't fucking helicopter parent your daughter so much. It's well, I so think, hard. I think that it makes more sense why she was like that when you find out what happened to her other kid, though. True. Like, it's, it makes sense that she would be, like, overly protective. I mean, the other thing, too, is we don't know what she was like. At, we mostly see her just annoying her daughter as an adult. And trying to bang Picard. <laughs> and mm. so, like, we, we don't know quite as much, like, what her actual childhood was like. That might have been fine. I mean, I mean... To be fair, Luoxana also neglected her parental duties, resulting in the death of her other child, so. Yeah, and she takes it really fucking poorly. Like, it was an, ac- it was an accident, and it destroyed her. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense, you know? If yeah. you blame yourself for the death of your child, you know? But yeah, it's, it's hard to say, you know, we, we see her as an adult parent where she's, like, wacky. <laughs> But she may have been, you know, a good parent to a child. We don't, we don't know. I just think much. she might be a little too narcissistic to have been a mm. good, a great parent. I don't know. Remind yeah. me how early we we lost Dadams in Deanna's life. Did they ever say firmly? I can't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Like how for how long was Luoxana a single parent? I don't know. Mr. Home there to help. <laughs> I never thought of that. I would I would love like a fun doodle. I could picture like a Calvin and Hobbes style, like a little Deanna <laughs> and a Mr. Home just hanging out. That's yeah. cute. I want it. Speaking of uh Deanna Troy, she's a mother yep. for a little while. Yep. Of, uh, oh, the light, yeah. the light of, baby. Of Ian, I think was the name. Was that right? Yeah, Ian, Ian Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Named after her father, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that episode terribly well. I think she did as well as she yeah, could. Yeah, I think she did. I don't think crazy I don't think, situation. I mean, it was a crazy, terrible situation, but Horrible. she definitely uh, was a good parent for as long as she could be. Yeah. Oh, what like three days? Mm. Right. Haven't seen that one in ages. Yeah, and she definitely like fought on the behalf of the child when everyone wanted to like run tests on it constantly. Yeah, She's yeah, like, that's right. Can it, it? It's 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 a growing child. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what else did. do you need to know? <laughs> she did well, I'll, I'll say. Better than a certain other member of the crew. Mm. Oh, Miles. <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, we see most of his parenting in DS9, don't we? We, we do, see but more we... of his parenting in DS9. Yeah. We see some we, of it in this. Yeah, I know. We I mean, have I, Molly in we TNG. Do. We do. Is she ever more than an infant in TNG? Do we see, like... Ambling, talking, Molly at all? I genuinely don't remember. I don't know because she's born in disaster. Yeah, which is like what season four or five? Yeah, something. so DS Nine started. DS Nine started in season six. So yeah, so there wasn't a lot of time for Molly to be a thing. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah, because we saw her as an infant in Power Play. Yeah, but yeah. she wasn't a child yet. Yeah, and yeah. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think yeah, we I don't get- think. Bigger Molly. In DS9. Yeah, I don't think we get ambulatory Molly until DS9, maybe. <laughs> and then we immediately Molly. try to leave her on a rock. <laughs> yes. But yes, the 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 uh, Targ in the room, Worf. Yeah. Awful. Here's the thing about Worf. Better parent to Jeremy Astor than True. to his yep. own son. Mm-hmm. Although we didn't see Jeremy ever again, so abandon him just as quick. That's just what he does. <laughs> yep. His parents uh, did, seemed pretty... Jeremy Astor a second time, or am I making that up? I don't remember seeing. Are you confusing so. Jeremy Astor with that kid that like latched onto Data? Oh yeah, from yeah, Hero. Oh boy, worship. that kid sucked. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought maybe the actor. Oh, it's because the actor that played Jeremy Astor was in RoboCop Two. 
That's <laughs> right. Course, we talked that's about why. that. Yeah, that's why. That's yep. why you're thinking of him. But yeah, Worf, uh, the Rajenkos seemed like, you know, I think they did the best they could with their situation. Yeah, the Rajenkos might be the best parents on my list because yeah. not only can they raise a Klingon child in in the way that was appropriate for Worf. Like, no, yeah. however Worf came out, that is what his character needed from parents. And yeah. that's excellent. They also take in just dozens of fucking orphans from Worf at this point. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, and, they also had Nikolai. Yep, Nikolai, who was like, I don't know, he seemed pretty cool. Yeah, and also Helena, Helena does the thing that I, I kind of give her a little bit of props for, and that's that when... They understand that they cannot handle p- taking up Alexander is they tell Worf about it. <laughs> yeah, they just admit like, look, you've got to take some responsibility. We're like so 100 it. years old. We can't raise another Klingon, please. Mm. Yeah. And then Worf drops And the we're ball. still traumatized from that time that you killed that kid during football practice. We right, can't right. risk that shit again. God. And then Worf joins DS9 and sends the kid right back to them. Yep. Damn it, Worf. <laughs> And then yet the next time we see the kid, he's in the fucking military as the Klingon like a, military, like a, as, as like a ten year old, despite you know the fact that he is a Klingon and evidently ages very fast. Yeah, yeah and uh, hates his travel. dad, and hates his dad, and rightly so, rightly so. Who else we got in uh, TNG? Well, Data and <gasps> yeah, and the and, Soongs. And, well, Data what? and oh, you mean Lal, or do you? Well, well there's with... different ones, right? So there's yeah. Data and. Noonian and Juliana and, then, and Juliana and right? Noonian obviously not great because he's just fucking self-obsessed but Juliana seems like a nice person. yeah, yeah I, I do not her. I I like what did she ever see in Noonian <laughs> I do not know he's a fucking brilliant man yeah. I eh, get it fair enough I mean I can definitely see why it ended though she she had uh she had an artist's soul unlike her husband who was Fucking insane. I mean, Juliana also May, May, December. That's like fucking oh, wow. January to next fucking October or something. I, I don't know. January to next October. That's, I mean, that's straight up going from like Roman to Gregorian calendar in such a gap. <laughs> Weird. Juliana does advocate for turning lore off, though. I mean, to be fair. Lore should have been turned off. Yeah. And, <laughs> and destroyed. Not be just saying, disassembled. You wouldn't be saying this if he weren't an android. <laughs> well, I it's true. I mean here, Send him home with the Rojenkos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Send him over to Sergei's house and you know. They'll straighten him out. I mean, here's the thing. If if he was a flesh and blood baby, then I'd like to think she'd be advocating for him to be in, you know, space prison. Mm. Because he belongs in space prison. I mean, he is, uh, you know, I mean, didn't he lure the crystalline entity? Wasn't that the whole yeah. thing? Yeah, he, he was, he was buddies oh, yeah. with the crystalline entity. I wish I could say I'd done that on purpose. So, I oh, mean, speaking yeah. of crystalline entity, another parent we have is oh, um, yeah. Mama, uh, the li- which I can't remember her fucking name right now. But, the, but the yeah, lady. the data had her son in her his head. Oh, yeah. that lady. Oh, yeah, she's a weirdo. She uh, was. I also forget her name. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I, I understand why she kind of went mad with grief, but oh boy, she sure did. But yeah, the Sungs, there's goddamn, that's a family. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then the other, on the other hand, yeah, so Data, Data and Lol. Yep. I yeah, feel I'd like say Data, Data was a good parent. Yeah, Data was excellent. He gave yeah. Lol agency immediately. Yep. Which I wish more parents would. Mm. Let their parents, let, let their children be who they want to be. Yep. But control them in a damn restaurant at the same time. 
Don't um, bring them to a goddamn restaurant. <laughs> here's one. Here's another brief one. Um, KKK. Will Riker and Jean-Luc. And mm. I'm not talking about rascals. Aha! Yeah. Uh, but, but wasn't that fu- a... F- future imperfect. Yeah, but he turned out to not actually be his yeah, son. Yeah, it wasn't actually his son, but it was... He thought it was his son and was doing fatherly things with him as he, as he could. Uh, well, uh, then, of course, there's his dad, who, as we all know, fucked Pulaski. Yeah, that's, yep. a, that's the best thing about Kyle Riker. Those Otherwise, two, not a great guy. Definitely no. boned. Yeah, no, their, their relationship was weird. Uh, Spot and her kittens. There we Good go. mom. Oh, from Generations, mm-hmm. yeah. Genesis. Oh, yeah, Genesis, yeah. We always uh, do this. Yep. Okay, here's, a, here's an interesting one. Because I know Jean-Luc hates kids. Yep. But in the inner, inner light, Cayman is great with kids. That's mm. true. He's, Cayman he's... and Aline have really good kids. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that guy that Picard was thinking he was was a good father. Picard also have... had that fake child, or the, the, the child that uh, the Ferengi tried to trick him into, into thinking was his, yeah. Was his child. Oh, that guy. The, like, rock climber petty thief or whatever he was. Yeah. I don't remember how he took to that. I don't think well, probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't even remember. I, I only vaguely recall the... I'm amazed I remember as much as I do about that episode. Oh, but speaking of Ferengi, Damon Bach went pretty far out of his way to avenge his son's death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if, if anything, it shows he was devoted. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully he was always devoted. Hopefully it wasn't actually one of these, like, oh, no, I was a bad dad and I've been driven crazy because I'll never have a chance to fix it. Mm. Yikes. What about um, the families in the Akona episode? Oh, yeah. Oh, right, <laughs> Romeo those people. and Juliet the shit. Terrible and, yeah. people. Yeah. 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 yeah, very Romeo and Juliet vibes from, from yeah. those families. Another one on my list. I forget the name of the dad, but uh, Jono's adoptive dad. Yep. He, yeah. Yeah. yeah I he mean, was he, a good dad, yeah. despite the fact that he kidnapped Jono as a baby. Yeah. I mean, you know, I felt I felt really that was such a terrible situation. I felt so it bad was. for the for Jono's real dad in that episode. I thought it was his grandmother Grandma. or yeah, grandmother. That's right. You're right. Yeah. The dad was dead. But because um, it was a it was a spoil of war kind of thing. But yeah. 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 His grandmother was like an admiral or something. Yeah. Yeah. One of our few non bad morals. Yeah. Who found herself in a bad moral situation. Yeah, I guess I'm mixing that up with with the uh, Cardassian's dad from the the Voyager or the uh, the DS9. Episode. Speaking of Cardassian dads, Gal Madrid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In Cardassian I... terms, an excellent father. Oh yeah. <laughs> in human terms, terrifying. I mean, probably fine for the child. Although I guess, yeah, I guess showing your child the human you're torturing is probably not the best. Well, thing. like I said, by, by Cardassian terms, yeah. that's like. The ultimate bring your daughter to work day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like she gets to brag about that. It's like, oh, your dad brought you to watch him file. I got to watch my dad torture a lowly human. Mm. Yeah. The last one from TNG I was going to bring up is uh, Robert Picard. Oh, and uh, and Renee. Renee. Oh. And shit. He's kind of. Yeah. Robert's kind of a shit because, again, it's, you know, Renee says, I don't want to just be a dipshit like you all the da- time, dad. I want to. Explore the stars. I want to be like Unky, Unky, J- Unky JL. R- Renee, God, Renee, the ultimate oopsie baby. Because holy shit, Robert was like 103 and Renee mm. was 10. 
Yeah, yeah. There's another uh, there's another uh, gap there. I think uh, another one worth mentioning, uh, since we've talked about every every all the other uh, crew's parents. Actually, two. I want to bring up two more crew do parents. Do it. Do it. We never see it on in, on screen, but Ro Laren had a dad we know, and uh, she oh, watched yeah. him die. Mm. Um, but the one I really wanted to mention was Jordy LaForge and his parents. Oh, oh yeah. Um, yeah, his mom, who is presumed dead. Yeah, I forgot uh, about that. She went missing, in, right? Who, but who was, yeah, she was in, being impersonated by some kind of alien monster. Right, right. Forgot about that. But his, his dad also in Starfleet. Hmm. Find out in that same episode, I believe. That's right. Forgot about all that. Yeah, don't we see him on a screen or something? Mm-hmm. My nuts? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And LaForge hasn't it's his, seen it's him it's in a long time. It's his dad that tells him that his mother's gone missing. Mm. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like, come, from, a lot of Starfleet people come from Starfleet, it seems. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense, because uh, half the time they probably grew up on bases or on ships or whatever, and it's just like, yeah, okay, fine. Um, And one, okay, one last TNG. Not a parent, but a grandparent. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> Nana. Yeah! Who's dead. Nana Howard. <laughs> oh. Nana Howard. I thought you were going to say Ira Graves. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, th- there's him too. But uh, no, I was thinking of uh, of of that Randy old lassie from from the Highlands of uh, Scotland. Space planet. Scotland, yeah. Space Scotland. Hey, as Caitlin would say, get it, girl. Yeah, and she sure did. And she wrote some saucy journal entries about it. <laughs> oh God. All right, that's all I could think of from TNG that's worth bringing up. Yep. I think that the, one of the really big things in Star Trek and most fucking media is families with one parent or with a parent who has died tragically and that is your character's backstory because yep. it's almost everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Speaking in Deep which... Space Nine, we have, uh, <laughs> we have another one. Yeah, but, big one. But goddamn, if that's not just one of the most wholesome parent-child relationships... Ramen Nog, man. Uh, I, you're not wrong. No, I'm not. But obviously we were leading up to the Cisco's. Yeah. Uh, well, like in generations of Cisco's. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> not just not just Ben and, and Jake, but Grandpa Cisco. Too. Joe. Yeah. Who also uh, single parent because his prophet possessed wife got unpossessed and was like, who are you people? Yep. Or or I guess. Uh, so does that mean that we can consider the prophets and Ben Cisco also <laughs> yes, as a dysfunctional parent-child yeah, relationship. The, the prophets are, are probably up there as worst fucking. Yeah, parents. they are. Yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> they are as bad as as Echeb's parents. <laughs> well, I was gonna say they are like as bad as Joe is good. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: they kind of are like Echeb's parents because they specifically yeah, created this child for the purpose of destroying their enemies. Yeah, no, you're Damn right. Damn it! Damn it, prophets! Wow, they suck. They do suck. But I we hate knew that. them. But yeah, Joe, Joe's great. Obviously, Ben and Jake is just a fantastically written parent-child dynamic. Yeah. And here's the thing I wanted to also bring up because it, it ends the series. And that's that Ben and his other child, right. Cassidy's baby, don't get to have a relationship. And I no. remember that Avery Brooks like specifically said to whoever was writing that scene, like, it's going to suck that Ben has to leave Cassidy as a single mom. And I want yeah. you to like include this little line that, you know, oh, I will return even though he's no, he's not fucking returning. Yeah, but leave the door open. Yeah, leave the door open because he knows that like, that would make him a bad parent if he is willingly leaving his, his unborn child. Yeah. 
to do uh, what needs to be done to throw Ducat into a fire cave. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, thanks to what has been instilled in him, I am willing to bet Jake had a lot of involvement in his little brother's upbringing. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. I would, I would, I would, I would suspect that as well. He seems like a good guy. Yeah, he'd right. be a great brother. Yeah, he'd but work he had to a fill great that role void. model for father too, though. So yeah, yeah. I love yeah. the Cisco's. They're like my favorite family. Honestly. Oh yeah, so well done. And again, like I mean, I was, I was, you know, not kidding though. That I mean, Ram and Nog is really a great uh, after that like first season where they're just mostly there as comic relief Ferengi. But like once they actually are written as people, you know, Ram, mm. especially when like Ram is is, you know. Like, you do not fuck with my son, Quark. I yeah. will end you. Let him go to Starfleet if that's what he wants. That is his choice. Yeah. And they also see some development from Rom, because early Rom, like, he grows as a parent, because originally, like, he doesn't want uh, Nog hanging out with that human trash. Yeah. He well, doesn't and- want him going to Keiko's classroom and learning shit. Well, and Ben didn't want Jake hanging out with that Ferengi boy. Yeah, exactly. They both made their fathers better people. And yeah, and even like, I mean, Brom even admitted like he kind of wanted to be better because he saw Nog (laughs) wanting more out of life. Mm. So they really like both influenced each other a lot. Yeah, that's all really lovely to see. Although Predadora as a mom, fuck her. Fuck Predadora, man. (laughs) Well, wasn't that some kind of weird Ferengi like they had a contract thing and it ended and she was like, see it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I gave you a son. Business arrangement. So at least it wasn't a tragic single parent thing in the traditional sense. Tragic for... For, you know, Rom, but I'm sure on Ferenginar, kind of normal. Mm. But it happens a lot. Yeah, it's like, it makes you wonder, because I know we say Ishka. Ishka's also a great mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, and she had, uh, I don't know, I forget what the, what Adam's name is. Daddy Quark. Quark Quark. Yeah. Um, he, he was there, he just kind of was Is it Keldar? I don't remember. Maybe Keldar. Yeah, well, but he we was definitely like... see Ishka in, in... Just a role as a great mom. Yep. Mm. She loves her kids. She's great at fucking everything. <laughs> She's great at fucking everything, that's for sure. Oh. Especially if you're the Nagus. Gross. <laughs> Real fucking gross. And also, uh, Jake, you were right, Keldar. Yeah, the only reason I remember that is because when Quark introduces him, himself in oh. House of Quark, yeah. he, he's son of Keldar. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say... Um, Parents do be good, possibly, but dubious choices. Bashir's parents. <gasps> okay. Good, mm. though? Ooh. Well, I mean, they wanted the best tough. for their son. I know. It's so tough to judge them. But ended up doing a pretty shitty thing. And his dad does seem like kind of a a low-life uh, criminal type. Well, he's, uh, I, I think he's one of those guys who's, aside from the whole breaking the law thing in that regard, like, I feel like he's one of those guys who's, oh, it's like, just on the right side of legal con manishness, you know? I don't yeah. remember the finer points, but I feel like he's... Nothing he does is technically illegal, but it's, you know, just because of the letter of the law, if not spirit. Mm. I, I mean, the whole, the whole genetic engineering thing was pretty... Yeah, no, that was blatantly. That's the one thing that is... Yeah. Doesn't he also, like, end up taking the fall at the end, kind he of does. on Julian's yeah, behalf? Yeah, he, ta- he takes I'll responsibility go- to save to save Julian's career. I'll go Which- live in that paradisical jail cell with Tom yeah. Paris forever if uh, you let if you let my boy continue to be a doctor. Which, yeah. you know, fair enough, because again, as we said at the time, it's not like Julian asked to be genetically engineered. He didn't have any say. Seems weird yeah. to hold it against him. Right. But, you know, Starfleet's all about overreacting to certain things. Where do we land on Kira's mom uh, in particular? That's we don't a, know a ton about her one. dad, but her mom, 
does kind of, uh, yeah, there's some interesting shit there. Yeah. She, Just she, in an impossible situation. Yeah, she yeah. does what she does for the family. She, yeah. like, goes and is a concubine for Gul Dukat so that her family can eat. And it's like, that's the, the, the toughest situation, yeah. And, you know, as far as working for the enemy, you know, for the sake of your family, be, being, you know, sleeping with the enemy literally is is way better than actively, like, harming your own people. Oh, like yeah. the guy who picks who the, the women are going to be. Yeah, yeah. That or dick. Yeah, or being any other kind of, like, traitor or anything. Like, this is this is something she is taking basically entirely upon herself to do that, again, doesn't actually actively hurt anyone else. And all it does mm. is bring momentary erotic joy to a horrible person. Well, so much of it is forced on her. Like, this is, yeah. this wasn't a decision she got to make. No. Right, that's right. That Yeah. I'm just saying, but in general, you know, even if she had, like, I feel like... Yeah. I'm going to hold it way less against somebody who's like, you know what, fine, I'll do this, rather than I will actively, like, you know, sign on to, to hurt others of my own kind to protect my family, which gets a lot more like, ugh, it's, yeah. Yeah, could have been a lot worse. Yes. Yeah, and her dad, Kira's dad, we don't get a ton on, I don't think. We see Not really. he, he was either in the the rebellion with uh with kira or she brought him there when he was dying or something yeah but then she missed she missed the death yeah i mean he definitely at least lived like with her cell if he wasn't actively involved yeah but i don't get the pressure that he like radicalized her i think she did that on her own i think just yeah living where she did under the situation she did is what did it uh her cardassian pseudo dad Oh, Takeni Gamor. We love uh, him. Yeah, yeah. Again, complicated history, having been a Cardassian higher up, but a devoted father, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think he was also very good to Kira. He was also very good to her when he learned who she actually was. Yeah, yeah. he could have been a piece of shit when he realized she wasn't actually his daughter. Yeah, they they got, you know, they kept in touch, got on. We have more Cardassian daddies. <laughs> Mmm, love them. Love these guys. Tane. Tane. Tane oh, is God. so great. The worst father. Oh, he's so he's even better in a stitch in time. Uh, Andy oh, Robinson's nice. book. It's so good just to see like what an evil mastermind this dick is. He's it's excellent. The worst father. But and it may not be canon, but uh, uh Garrick's mom. Mm. Who, uh, oh, Mira. Uh, Mira. She seems like a much better parent. Yeah, she seems very good. We we never actually see Ducat interacting with his children, but well, we see him interacting with one of his children quite a lot. Dial. Oh, Doi. Jesus. Really, I, Chris? Wow. I, I somehow to bring that one up as your worst dad ever argument. I, I somehow forgot she was his kid. I. Di- I mean, and then there's also the uh, the bastard child from when he is pretending to be a. Uh, oh yeah, uh, an emissary of the co- of the coast of Mo- the Powerates. Caitlin just rewatched that the other day, so that one wasn't great either. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, so yeah, no. Then he bet. tries to airlock the mama. Yep. Yeah, I completely. Jesus, what a weird thing to brain fart on. But yes, I'm sure back before he was sort of dethroned and went mad, mm. he was probably a good father in the Cardassian sense, like Gul yeah. Dread. I remember one of the things they said at one point. I think this was in. The one with Tom Riker. 
defiant, I yeah. think, when he had to like go out of his way to go deal with this fucking Maquis bullshit when it was his oldest son's birthday and they were going to go to the carnival. Because yep. I specifically remember saying, like, I want to see a, a Cardassian, Cardassian carnival. <laughs> what are their balloon animals like? You know, weird little bull things. Does Kira get on the board as a quasi-parent because she helped carry Kira Yoshi to term? Mm. Hmm. I, uh, mm, I don't know. Because uh, that would make her a surrogate, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess it's more. Yeah, it's more surrogate. Yeah. she doesn't raise. But isn't it like Kiryoshi. a surrogate? Isn't it like a surrogate mother though, or are they just a surrogate? Like, what are they? I mean, she. I don't even know if I would say surrogate if so much as just a functional uh, incubator. Incubator, right? Because she's she's not. Her genetic material isn't really involved. Yeah, and yeah. but still, I mean. She puts a lot of strain on her body. Yeah, yeah it's true. And she does. And, and she does then. She does in, then have a god. My question that is how involved in Kira Yoshi's upbringing, general existing, uh, is there going to be? Yeah, I don't I, think I, there was loads that they showed. Yeah, I think it's nearly none. Yeah, Odo tried to be a father. Yeah, Odo and the, the floppy baby. And, and of course, baby, baby Odo. <laughs> Yodo. Then, of course, there was uh, his semi-dad. Oh, gosh, yeah. more pole. Yeah, more pole. I'd count that. He was hit, hit and miss. <laughs> I mean, thing is, he was he didn't realize he was a father for a long time, I think. Oh, and fuck, then, this thing's sapient? Oh, fuck, but damn even, it. Even once he was, he... It, I think it, was until, it wasn't until after Odo actually left that he'd realized he was a father, really. Yeah. I think there was... There's a little bit of, like... Sarek Spock going on. Yeah, there. that's a good way to put it. Uh, his actual parent, the Great Link, <laughs> worst parents. That just awful, terrible, just awful. All right, the last one I I could uh, find on Deep Space Nine is uh, Giannis Tegan, Esri's mom, who's just a piece of work. Oh yeah. Oh god. That yeah. I forgot that fucking episode existed. Yeah, it wasn't it's great. a very forgettable episode. It's terrible. There was like yeah, her. Her her kids pretty much all turned out just wrongins except Esri. I mean, it's because they're like criminals. Like they're a family of like criminals. <laughs> yeah. This is our life now. I guess we're just criminals. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think that's all the major ones from DS9. I yeah. think, yeah. Is anybody else big? Yeah, I can't think of anything. But yeah, no, those that's those are good ones. Oh, those Bajorans that adopt a Cardassian and teach him to hate oh, yeah, himself. There they are, there, they yeah, suck. There are, those, there are those people. Fuck them. Those They're people. the worst. Yeah. Like, hate your own face. Oh, parents. Why? Yeah, no. No, God. And then there's all those um, progeny on that, like, impossible planet that, like, disappears. Mm. Yeah, I feel like they were all doing the best they could. The woman from Paradise. I forget her name, but we her we called her son the meat the meat delivery or something. Oh, oh, that, that bitch! That fucking bitch! Oh, fuck who her! Very, who very clearly was like nepotistic as hell with her son. And he probably never went in the torture box. Oh, definitely not. And she was basically yeah. just trapping everyone there to live her oh, shitty society. Uh, perfection or uh, what paradise. the hell is that? Paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about? Uh, I mean, I guess we don't see her mothering too much, but. Uh... The woman who gives birth in the quickening to the oh, I mean, she gave child. she gave her child a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah she I'll, did everything she that. did for her kid. I think that makes her yeah. a great mother. Yeah. Oh, and and Odo had to try to raise a Jem Hadar for a few minutes. 
Oh, that's true. From the abandoned. That was awful. (laughs) He tried. Uh, Oh, there was the guy uh, whose daughter, was it his daughter? Who was in the box? From Vortex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was his daughter. That's what I thought. And they had, and Odo had the key. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Weird episode. There yep. Yeah, it seems to be all the important ones. Yeah, yeah. Jumping to Voyager, I think we have a lot less in Voyager for, you know, reasons. Because, you know, they don't have as many times where we can interact with, with people's families. I mean, the Parises. The Paris. Which the we Paris mostly, boys. yeah, we mostly know from Tom's bitter point of view <laughs> this being owen paris as dadams yeah yeah because we do see tom as a parent a bunch of times he and janeway had their salamander babies of course mm-hmm. and i bet you anything they would have been great parents to those salamander babies they would have yes if they'd been given the chance <laughs> instead they're being eaten by a predator god damn it they were so cute uh but we also see in before and after uh when in the kind of fake alternate timeline thing that's happening with Kess. Kess and Tom oh, yeah. had Linus. That's right. Mm, yeah, that's right. And he seemed to do great. Yeah, yeah. And Naomi Wildman and her mom, who has apparently disappeared completely. That's yeah. now true. She's yeah. just the child of Neelix and Seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, she's only raised by Neelix and Seven. That's basically. what I, I, I meant to say that, because at one point said, do you think Naomi's mother is irrelevant to her? It's like, well, she's certainly irrelevant to the writers, apparently. Uh, she went on a shuttle pod with Harry Kim and Oops. vanished. Mm. Neelix, uh, Neelix is a pretty is good, pretty good uh, dad, though, I'll say. Mm. Based, if we assume he's sort of Naomi's semi-guardian. Mm-hmm. Godfather, right? I mean, I think yeah. we do see, we will see uh, Samantha Wildman. Again? again ever? Ever I again? Think. I don't and, remember. You know. But but no, he's doing he's doing a good job. Uh, I'm sure Samantha is, if they'd actually show it. Seven's yeah, parents the, are idiots. Oh, God. His parents? Seven's. Seven's. Oh, God, yeah, the fucking Hansons. Mo- mostly, I mean, again, the wife could have tried harder to stop him, but mostly the dad is definitely like the driving force of the stupid fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. fucking ug <laughs> oh chakotay and his dad uh, oh yeah have an interesting relationship strained deeply strained, strained yeah. yeah yeah until death and then they're friends again right we don't we don't really know like seems like janeway probably got on with her old man we don't know since we don't see the real no, that's him. true we don't see the real one but her um, what she has said about him seems quite positive so we can uh now, not Janeway's, not Catherine Janeway's dad, but a different Janeway dad. No! Henry Terrible. fucking Janeway. Terrible. Oh, Poor Jason. Jason gets beaten at school every day the because of his dad. only good thing he did was find him a good stepmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I knew, once you started saying it, I know exactly what he's about to bring up. <laughs> uh, we know Tuvok is a dad. Yeah. Uh, but we, we don't know much about that, but. We know, we know that his children, children were well-behaved. Yes. Yep. He's probably a very good parent in the Vulcan sense. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The EMH had a hollow family briefly, and he was a terrible dad. Oh, yeah, no, mm. the worst. And then he, of course, had an actual child down on Speed Planet. Yeah. Right. And he just left. He, he left and didn't seem to care. Well, oh, he cared. He asked Daniel Day Kim to check in on him. Oh, yeah, that's true. He did. He's dead by then. Well, he's his long legacy. dead. Look, he got snatched away by the teleporter. By the time he could have asked to go back, it would have been too late anyway. That's true. Ba- of course. Balana and yeah. her mom on the barge of Z dead. Yeah, oh. another strained relationship with Deeply. Uh, and I don't think we don't see it, but we know that she 
it has a father, a human father. Who I think well. she also didn't like. It sounds like who it. left the family, and she was yeah. sad forever because of it. The kids so. seemed to get on with Harry, from what we've been told. True, true. Yeah. The Kims were fine. Seven's yeah, so, a good uh, mom to her dronelings, which we just talked about. She's learning, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's she's you know she's getting better. She's trying her best. Yeah, aren't all parents? Well, no, no. but I mean the best no. the best of parents are only trying their best. Uh, what I mean. No, I think I think some have actively known they're bad. Here's a bad one. Seska uh, and her uh, not Chakotay's baby. Oh, Seska is mommy. Yeah, she, she just ha- had had a baby to be a psychopath to Chakotay about it. She did yep. seem to care about it when she had it, though. Maybe it's hard to tell. She yeah, was nuts. Yeah, I don't know. She seems pretty self uh, self involved. I'm willing to bet its father is a terrible father. Oh yeah. Well, we we see how Kazon like in the Nog episode how Kazon's are kind of shitty uh, people, just true, in general. True. Although that might have just been how that branch does, it's hard to say. That's yeah, true. and that's just how their people do. In their culture, they're great parents. Yeah, mm. yeah, again, like I said... How, you know, you... how can we judge them? Yeah. Rudely. Um, we don't know a lot, but we have seen Kess, uh, Kess's father. Yeah, I, re- I remember him like, like restraining her because she wanted to be more curious, and he was like, "We don't do that." Yeah, but that's that's we a, live in the mall. Yeah, that's again, that's kind of his whole culture is like that. exactly. So it's like <laughs> we live in the mall. They did, they did. <laughs> I know. And then of course this week we met Lucan and Yifei, uh, Ichib's parents, who are fucking monsters. They're terrible. Don't like them. Not good. Might be up there with with the very very worst. Yeah, yeah they're pretty bad. Yeah, number one though. Probably still the profits. Oh, yeah, as, as worst? Yeah, that's true. That They're pretty fucking bad. Actually, here's a, here's a question for best. What do y'all think of the Borg? They do have Borg, baby. They have, they, they raise all these children in their maturation chambers. They bring them up. They bring, they have them in their culture. They, in, the, in Borg culture, they're the fucking best. <laughs> Oh, I feel there like, are though, no bad Borg parents because they're all the same. That's that meme people have made of like Obama giving himself the medal, yeah. like Borg <laughs> declaring themselves best parents. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also another in Voyager that will be a spoiler for a future episode, so I might just put it in the blog. We'll see. We'll see how much of this makes the blog because this is already nuts. Mm. And there's so little in Enterprise that I could find. Yeah, from what I recall, we don't. We see Travis's family-ish, yeah, Travis, I think, in a flashback or something. Yeah, Tripp's family comes up. I won't get into details. Okay. We briefly see... Um, Henry Archer? We briefly see... Yeah, he's yeah, like he's a big influence on... on um, um, Johnny Boy. Archer. John, yeah, Jonathan. But he has passed away by the start of the series yeah. so that's not oh, a spoiler right. there's a couple flashbacks though yeah we very briefly see the englishman's father reed for yeah reed's father for a pretty funny reason although i think their actual relationship might be a bit because eh, i think his father wanted him to follow in the family footsteps into the regular navy but he went to the space navy instead yeah i think yeah it's been a while oh we do eventually see to paul's mother i forget oh really forget. Okay. yeah yeah i forget what the situation is though it's been a long time now yeah there's some parental stuff there we'll we'll get to weird but yeah nothing as major as i think yeah you don't have a kid on deck or anything it's nothing has ever been like definitely the most major character family stuff is definitely ds9 
Oh, for sure. Oh, uh, uh, Phlox has many wives and children, right? Yeah, we don't really ever see the kids. We don't though. see them. It's just, but it's, it is talked about that they have like a. Oh my god! They're like a polyamorous sort of society. Dax. Oh, Dax. Well, Emily. Yeah, Emily and Audrin had, or uh, Audrin specifically had like tons of kids. Yeah, there were a bunch of. Dax children we never saw. And she but admitted that she was a shitty parent. <laughs> at least one of them, yeah. Who was the bad parent? I don't remember. All of them, because they're the same. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one she said was particularly bad at it, but I, might, oh, I, don't, remember. I don't remember. Yeah, there were many Dax babies running around, and sounds like, yes, at least in one case, maybe all cases, it didn't go great. <laughs> Jedzia maybe would have been the first good Dax parent, if not for Guldicott. Yeah, we do get one story I remember of... Dax's kid being sick. Yeah. And Dax like sitting by the kid's side and all this thing and yeah, that feeling like I gotta help my my childling thing and I I don't remember very much about it but yeah it was sort even of if a, you're not a good parent like being there for your kid is something yeah because some people can't even fucking manage that mm-hmm. that's everybody I could think of to include this week. Yeah. I have no idea what the blog post for this is going to look like, but you, yeah. listeners, you should check out what the hell I ended up writing up on our Tumblr. <laughs> I may have clumped them by genre or, like, category. It's just... The, the sanest way to do this. It's going to mostly just be Worf's a bad dad, Cisco's a great dad, bada bing. Borg Collective forever. <laughs> uh, Horda. Horda. Horda's the best. Oh, yeah, yeah, What about, what about, what about <laughs> Space Whale Mom that, that we murdered? Oh, from... Galaxy's Child? From Galaxy's Child. Jesus. Oh, no, poor Space Whale Mom. Ames will figure it out. Her Borg bias will show. It will. Always always does. <laughs> Borg and Cardassian bias. All right, so definitely be checking this out on our Tumblr. You can get there by going to sshbpod... Blah, not that. Don't go to that. That's make that's garbage. Go to sshbpodcast.com. Also uh, garbage. Oh, sad <laughs> Or just, you know, go to Tumblr and do a search. You'll, you'll probably find us pretty quickly. Uh, you can do the same on Facebook. You can do the same on Twitter. But mostly you should be just listening to more episodes because we got over 300 of them. Holy cow. Definitely be following along. Uh, I use SoundCloud. You can use whatever podcast application you like, whatever fits best in your phone machine or on your computer machine, or just yelling into the void until we <laughs> shout back. Because <laughs> uh, next week we have more... Voyager episodes to tell you guys about. Woo. The episodes are going to be Good Shepherd and Live Fast and Prosper. Wait, but Mark Shepard was already in the show. Ah, <laughs> oh, wow, we there, folks. <laughs> Thank you, Jake, for that. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. And this is always Chris. Mm-hmm.